If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 1. We're also going to be in Luke chapter 1. And today I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about what is in a name. What is in a name? You know, when it comes to naming a child, there's a lot of thought, a lot of deliberation that goes into it. My wife and I were kicking around names. We we have our one son. We were kicking around a lot of names, and she had a difficult, difficult pregnancy. She was sick a lot, sick the whole time. She was supposed to deliver at nine months. She delivered at seven and a half months. Spent three three different times in the hospital due to dehydration. Then went into labor early. Terrible, terrible time during her pregnancy. It was no such thing as morning sickness. She was sick morning, noon, and night. She was sick all the time. But one day, in the midst of all of her sickness, while I was at the church office, we had talked about several different names, and she said, I've got the name. And when she told me, I think she liked the way it sounded, Benjamin Michael. I liked the definition of Benjamin, the son of my right hand. It all came together. We felt, you know, I, I don't, I just kind of went along at the beginning and it just kind of grew on me. It felt right. But when I look at what happened here, there's no, Joseph and Mary don't get to talk about a name. Mary don't get to say, hey, Joe, I've got the perfect name. Joe don't get to go work in the carpenter shop and then come home and say, look, I was talking to one of the fellas and, you know, they kind of threw out a name that we really ought to consider. They both, on two different occasions, got a visit from an angel. And it was all about the name. Let's read it. Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise... When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. That's the visit of an angel to Joseph. And then you go over to Luke chapter 1 and you read beginning at verse 26. And it says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came into her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, 
and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. I'm telling you, God is in this place today. And I want us to hear and receive the word by faith. So I'm going to ask you to do something you don't normally do. But right now, would you lift a hand to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to receive your word by faith today. I want you to do something dramatic in my life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now. And at the prompting of the Holy Spirit and at the confirmation of heaven that has already been sensed in this place, everything has been put together for this moment. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so, Lord, as I lift my hand with my church family, Lord, I do that because I want to receive from you. I don't just want to hear your word. I want to believe your word. I don't just want to believe your word. I want to receive what the word of God and the spirit of God is wanting me to get today. And God, I believe you're going to do great things that are going to amaze us as a result of hearing the word of God. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you for these things in Jesus name. And the church said, amen. What is in a name? What is so special about this one name? Can speaking this name really change your life? You go into most, I guess all cities and towns in our country and though you won't see the name Henry displayed, you will without a doubt see the name Ford. A name that represents the beginning of the automobile industry. It always intrigues me listening to people that are so committed to a brand of an automobile. Some live and die by their Ford product. 
while others playfully imply that Ford means found on road dead or fix or repair daily. <laughs> For the record, I have had two Ford Mustangs and I enjoyed both of them. Nonetheless, Henry Ford, the man, the name has impacted our world. Another name that resounds over the last four or five decades is the name Kennedy. With this family, there has been triumph and fame, and yet there's often been tragedy. Great feats have been accomplished, and yet there's also been dark clouds of scandal that has indelibly marked this name upon many of our minds. Tom Brady is now called the GOAT because the GOAT is supposed to represent the greatest of all time. Some would argue that LeBron James is one of the best in NBA history. Just a few years back, signed a $300 million contract with Nike just to use his name. What do all these names produce? A desire to brag on our car or to marvel at someone's clout. Or for the sports wannabes to sit around and daydream about being a superstar. But what about the name of Jesus? You see, there were some Old Testament titles that God had all throughout. They were powerful and descriptive names that were given to God Almighty. These names would always begin with the word Jehovah. Now that word Jehovah has a twofold meaning. The first meaning of the word Jehovah is was and is and is to come. That's a beautiful thought. The second definition to the word Jehovah is God of covenant. So whenever you saw the word Jehovah, you could be assured that God was and is and is to come and that he's also a God of covenant. That God is forever and forever. He's God of the past. He's God of the present. He's God of the future. And he's also a God of promise. While we consistently break promises to God, he never fails to keep all of his promises to you and I. And so that name Jehovah in the Old Testament served as a prefix. You'll see the name Jehovah many times. The first time you see the name Jehovah, you find him in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 14. It's called Jehovah Jireh. Basically what happens in that story is that there's a man by the name of Abraham. He's been given a son of promise. His son's name is Isaac. And God, to test his faith, asked him to offer his only son unto God. And so one day he got all his servants together. He got his son together. They gathered the wood and the fire, and they were about to climb Mount Moriah. And Isaac, he told his servants to stay, stay at the foot of the mountain. Me and the lad are going yonder, and we'll return unto you in a little while. He had faith to believe that God was going to provide a sacrifice. And so as he started to climb this mountain, 
Isaac looked at him and said, Dad, we've got the wood, we've got the fire, we've got all the elements to, to offer this offering unto the Lord, but we don't have a sacrifice. Where is the sacrifice? And Abraham looked down at his young son and he said, the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. He got up there, he, he bound Isaac to the altar and was about to raise his dagger and take the son, his son's life. But an angel stopped him and said, I, I realize, the Lord stopped him and said, I realize that how obedient you are. This is your son of promise. And, and, and as he said, I want you to spare your son. And about that moment or a moment thereafter, he looked over and he saw a ram caught in the thicket. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've always believed that when Abraham and Isaac were going up one side of the mountain, I've always believed that the ram was coming up the other side of the mountain. And at just the right moment, the ram was found, the ram was sacrificed, and Isaac was uh, delivered and set free. But when he built that altar, you know what he called it? He called it Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. Can I tell you, I'm thankful that he is my provider. I want for nothing because I realize, like James wrote, every good and every perfect gift comes from above. I can tell you today, Jehovah is a God of covenant. Jehovah is a God who has provided in the past, he's provided in the present, and he's providing in the future. He truly is Jehovah Jireh. But I want you to know something today. Jehovah Jireh cannot bring eternal life. Then I read further in the scripture where not only was he Jehovah Jireh, but he also became Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord is my healer. In fact, he said in the word of God, I am the Lord thy God that heals you. Praise the Lord. I am the Lord thy God that heals you. I'm reminded as I state that promise of the Lord to every one of us in the room, I'm reminded of what the psalmist wrote in Psalms 103 when he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all of thine iniquities and healeth all of thine diseases. Did you hear that? He doesn't pick and choose which disease he's going to heal. He doesn't heal you of one thing and not heal you of another. I'm telling you today, child of God, if you are a child of the king, Jehovah Rapha is your healer. Can someone say amen? He is your healer. Praise the Lord. He is the one that comes down and touches you. I know you're sitting here thinking, you're thinking, what about those that leave this world that have diseased bodies? What about those saints that even have even succumbed to the effects of COVID-19 or, or cancer or, or sugar or, or heart problems? I'm going to say it again. Jehovah is a God of covenant. He's God of the past. He's God of the present. He's God of the future. If he said by his stripes you are healed, then whether it takes place in a good Pentecostal camp meeting service with the anointing of oil and the laying on of hands, whether it takes place through a doctor's care or a hospital stay, or whether it takes place lying in a casket. I'm telling you, 
I will be healed. I will be. You're sitting here this morning and you've got arthritis in your body or you're battling with a migraine just like you did a few days earlier this week. You just don't feel well. Your stomach is unsettled. I'm telling you there's appropriation in the house of God today. One touch of the master's hand. One spoken word from on high and Jehovah Rapha can heal you. But if he does not and he chooses to take me home today I will still be healed because he is Jehovah Rapha. A God of covenant. A God of consistency. And we have healing in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I trust the sovereignty of Jehovah Rapha. You're not going to hear that everywhere. But I trust in the sovereignty of Jehovah Rapha. He, He has my life in the palm of his hands. And if I go home today, I have found myself more and more talking, praying, and desiring to go home to heaven. And if the Lord were to honor that request today, I'm sorry, Sandra. I'm sorry, Ben. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Sorry, Mother-in-Law. Sorry, church family. But I'll be in a whole lot better shape than any of you I leave behind. We have looked at this thing too negatively for too long. God lift the spiritual eyes. Open our eyes to understand that eye has not seen neither is ear heard nor is entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Thank God one day I will be completely healed because he's Jehovah Rapha. But Jehovah Rapha cannot bring eternal life. You need to understand that he is also Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. The children of Israel, they're fighting against a nation called Amalek. And the Bible says that Moses, he stood on the mountain with his hands in the air. (laughs) And as long as his hands stayed up, Israel was winning. But if his hands started lowering, Amalek started defeating the children of God. If you've read the story, if you've been a student in the book of Exodus, you know that his arms started getting weary. And so Aaron, the high priest, and her, another man of God, got on one side of it and the other. And they got up underneath of his arms and they steadied his arms and they kept them upright. And Joshua and the nation of Israel won the battle against Tamalek. When I read that, I read in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 15 that Moses built an altar. Hallelujah. He built an altar unto the Lord and he called it Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord our banner. The Lord our banner. How many times? 
How many times had Moses raised that rod that God had put in his hands? Ten plagues the Lord would bring on the Egyptian. And many times the reason those things came down was because Moses lifted up his rod. They walked to the Red Sea. Moses lifted up his rod and the waters parted. They got on the other side of the Red Sea and the Egyptians found themselves in the riverbed of the, of the Red Sea. And the Bible says he, he, he lifts up his hands again, lifts up that rod and the waters come down upon the enemy. How many times oh Moses raised those hands as a flag, raised that rod as a banner for the not only for the Jews to see, but for the enemy to see that Jehovah the covenant God was standing with his people. What you need to get today is that he is a covenant God and the same God that stood with Israel is standing with you. I'm telling you did you know the scripture says I would that all men everywhere would lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Did you know the scripture says your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. It's not ceremonial. It's not just some practice we do to be seen. Oh let me tell you when I lift my hands I'm doing just like Moses did. I'm lifting my rod to the Lord. When I lift my hands, I'm lifting like my hands like Moses did as a banner unto the Lord. And what happens when that happens? It's when I lift my hands, the Lord, our banner comes down and fights for me. I'm telling you, whatever conflict you may be in this morning, the Lord Jehovah Nisi is on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Praise the Lord. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He's Jehovah Nisi, our banner who fights for us. But Jehovah Nisi doesn't bring eternal life. Then you read where he is, Jehovah Shalom. Hallelujah. The Lord, our peace. Somebody needs to get this today. Somebody, I feel this in my heart, somebody going to walk out of here. You've never said Jehovah Shalom a day in your life until today. You're going to walk out of here and all this mess that's going on around you has got you troubled. And from now on, you're going to find yourself saying Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. I'm telling you there's trouble. There's tribulation. There's trial all around me. But Jehovah Shalom. Because the Lord, the covenant God, he is my peace. I don't have to understand it. Because it is peace that passes all understanding. I just have to accept he is Jehovah Shalom. The word peace appears 400 times in the Bible. The Father is called God of peace. The Son is our peace. The Holy Spirit produces within us the fruit of peace. It's God's will for you to live in perpetual peace. I feel a meddlesome spirit coming on. If you're not living in peace, it's your choice. It's not God's choice. 
Because he's a God of covenant. He was, he is, and he is to come. And he has told you, I am Jehovah Shalom. I am your peace. The way it came about was Gideon was a judge of Israel, but he was feeling unfit. So he offered God a sacrifice, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Watch this. When the Lord appeared to him, he built an altar. And he called it Jehovah Shalom. <laughs> I have peace about my mission. You go over to Israel, a lot of the Eastern cultures, that's their greeting. It's not good morning. Well, what's up, Doc? It's Shalom, <laughs> which means peace to you. The beautiful thing about this is that when God, when Gideon had an encounter with God about his calling, and he built an altar, and he called it Jehovah Shalom, not only did Gideon get peace, but Gideon bestowed peace. Judges 6.24 to the people, peace be unto thee fear not. He couldn't say it until he first had an encounter with Jehovah Shalom. But eternal life is not found in Jehovah Shalom. One more. Jehovah Shammah. Oh, I love Jehovah Shammah. What is Jehovah Shammah? I've never heard that one. A lot of you have heard some of these other ones, but Jehovah Shammah is a little it's a little foreign to you. Jehovah Shammah simply means the Lord is here. If I were to pick one of the five that I love the best, I guess I'd have to go with Jehovah Shammah. You say, I don't know, man. That, that Jairus stuff's good. That, that Shalom stuff is great. That Rafa stuff is awesome. But if I got Jehovah Shammah, I've got all of that. If the presence of... If the presence of the Lord is here, I've got everything I need, friend. Hallelujah. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is here. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. In his presence is fullness of joy evermore. Ezekiel had a vision. In chapter 48, he saw God's glory, and he recorded God's glory departing from the temple. But then he also saw a future time when he saw God's glory and channel of blessing return, and there would be a restoration of the temple. He had written 48 chapters as God had laid it out for him. Visions upon visions and revelations God had given to Ezekiel. Powerful, powerful things. But in Isaiah, in Ezekiel chapter 48, he finished the book. And he called the restored city where the presence of God was returning. In Ezekiel 48, 35, he called it Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. It's all said and done. 
with all the ups and downs and all the ins and outs that Ezekiel saw, he culminated the book and God gave him the hope that yes, my glory was withdrawn because of the sinfulness of the people, but that's not the end of the story. There's a day coming when my presence is going to return to my people. And that was the final book, words he wrote in the book of Ezekiel. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is the present one. I'm telling you right now. You may think there are times you can't feel him, that he's not around, but there's not one moment that you're out of his presence, friend. He is always here. He is always near. He's in the home of the sinner bringing conviction. Amen. He's in the home of the saint. He's in the trial of your life. He's with us when we're scorned and rejected. Everything we go through, we can stand as children of God and confidently say, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is here. <laughs> Hebrews says it like this. John Briggs was the one that impacted me with this scripture. Great respect for a dear friend that went on to be with the Lord. Many of you know him. But he impacted me with this scripture from Hebrews. He said it a lot. He quoted it a lot. And it became part of me. Where Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. All of these Old Testament covenant names of God. They are so important to us. All, just about all that you need this morning is found in these beautiful and descriptive names of God. If you meet poverty, you call on Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. If, you need, if you're sick this morning, you call on Jehovah Rapha, who is your healer. If you are in conflict with the devil, you call on Jehovah Nisi, who is your banner. You don't need to stand and fight this battle. All you need to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This enemy you see today, you won't see tomorrow because the Lord, your banner, is fighting for you. If your emotions are all over the place, right now people are so disheveled. You call on Jehovah Shalom, who is your peace. If you feel forsaken, you just remember Jehovah Shammah. He's always there. But let me tell you something. I didn't come to preach restored Jewish Old Testament worship. Those names of God cannot bring you eternal life. There are some in some circles that are trying to say that we got to worship on Saturday because that's what they did in the Old Testament. There are some that are trying to restore Jewish worship as part 
of worship unto Jehovah God in the 21st century. But I want to say this. God didn't call me to B.C. He called me. He chose me. He placed me in this world in the 20th century. And now I live in the 21st century. And let me go on record to say I am and will always be a New Testament Christian in a New Testament church. Anything short of Bethlehem stable is not sufficient. But I want to say today, in 2020, it was all summed up. It was brought to completion in a little stable in Bethlehem where a young virgin and her husband was with child of the Holy Ghost. And they were both told, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. They both had divine visits all because of a name. And you say, well, what is so significant about the name of Jesus? I'll tell you what it means. The name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Oh, I want to shout that loud. The name of Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. What good is healing without eternal life? Come on, you out there? What good is provision without heaven? What good is help against the devil in this life if in the end we become prisoners of war of the devil for all of eternity what good is temporary peace when eternal damnation and distress will follow what good is the presence of God now if I'm going to be separated from him eternally but I've come to tell you I'm rich because of Jesus I'm healed because of Jesus I'm protected because of Jesus I have peace because of Jesus I have his ever abiding presence because of Jesus I'm telling you all the names in the world can be symbolic and can be nostalgic but there's only one name that resonates with power from on high and it is the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God Jesus above every name Jesus the name That one day soon on the calendar, when it's declared, every single knee will bow to. In heaven, in earth, and under the earth. The name every tongue will confess. And there is no other name given under heaven whereby man can be saved and have eternal life except through the name of Jesus. Acts said signs and wonders are done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. The disciples came back and said, even the demons are subject to us through the name of Jesus. Sometimes you need to be a spectacle. You know, we think it's great 
we feel like we're in conflict in prayer and we're in our own private prayer closet, we shout out, Jesus! But man, what would happen if we were walking through Walmart and we felt that same conflict, felt like the devil was walking with us? And we just stopped in the lettuce and tomato section. And we just lifted our face up to heaven and we just shouted, Jesus! It wouldn't be the demon that would be the only one scattering, probably. Every other name. This world is all wrapped up in sports stars and movie stars and music stars. And I pray for every one of them to be saved, and they need to be saved. But their names are going to come, and their names are going to go. And when eternity gets here, their names on this earth will be forever forgotten. There's only one name that's going to last for all of eternity, and it happens to be the name that I voluntarily choose to bow to today. It happens to be the name that I voluntarily lift my hands to today. It's the name above all names, the name of Jesus. I can appropriate his provision, his healing, his protection, his peace, his presence. Why can I do that? Because I accepted his salvation. He's a great teacher. He's a king. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's a healer. He's a restorer of broken homes and shattered marriages. But before all of that, he must become your savior. There's people listening to me right now in this room and watching on live stream right now, and you know your heart is not right with God. And yet you say you still believe in prayer. Listen to me carefully. Scripturally, biblically, and I can take you and show you, God doesn't begin to hear your prayers and answer your prayers until after you are saved. I don't know, preacher. Well, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Iniquity is sin. Isaiah wrote, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither is his ears heavy that he cannot hear. But your sins have separated you from your God that he will not hear you. I'm not giving you my opinion here. Prayer answering starts after you pray for forgiveness. All of those wonderful Old Testament titles of God. You say, well, I've seen God work in my life and I'm not saved. Well, you probably had a mama that was praying for you. And God answered mama's prayer. He didn't hear yours. Well, he provided for me financially. Hey, some, some person over in South Africa might have been praying. 
for you living in Pulaski County, and God sent an answer to their prayer, not to yours. It's Bible, folks. We don't like to talk about that part of the Bible. We just think, ah, kumbaya, you know, God, we're just going to, we call on God anytime we want. We don't have to live for God. God's our Santa Claus. He'll just do whatever we want him to do when we want him to do it. Friend, you are so, so wrong. It starts with saying, Jesus, what's in a name? All power and all authority, the name of Jesus. What's in a name? Salvation and healing and deliverance and victory. Wonderful Christian lady. I've met her. I, I didn't know anyone before. I haven't met anyone since her. Her name is Pat Perry. And from the moment I left, I was her pastor for nine years. And from the moment I met her to this very day, if I have a conversation with her, she always says, praise Jesus. I don't know why the rest of us don't say praise Jesus more. Because for us in the New Testament church, it begins and ends with Jesus Christ. He must become your Savior. Whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved, shall be delivered. It never gets old. Speak the name, shout the name, cry the name, whisper the name. For when you do, you're saying, Jehovah, you're my salvation. And when it's all said and done, even if nothing else was answered in my life, that is the most important thing, is that Jehovah Jesus is my salvation. If he don't give me another healing, if he don't provide another miracle, if he doesn't fight another battle for me, if, I, if the rest of my days are troubled because the peace doesn't seem to be found, I don't walk by feelings, I walk by faith. And my faith says, Jesus, Jehovah, is my salvation. What's in a name? What's in a name? Would you bow your heads with me? Pastor, I'm so steeped in sin. I'm so steeped in sin, no one can reach me. And yet I just told you, the covenant God says that no matter how deep the pit is you're in, I can he says, I can reach you. Jehovah says, I can reach you. <laughs> you reach your hand up. You may be in the lowest pit of sin imaginable, but you lift your hand up. You lift your hand up. And like Peter drowning on the Sea of Galilee, you'll discover as soon as you lift that hand and that heart up to me, you'll suddenly feel my hand reaching down and pulling you out of that pit of sin and setting you on firm ground and giving you the gift of eternal life. The 
This altar is open for anyone that is away from the Lord. In a few moments, some other folks may be coming to pray, and if you want to wait and come with them, that's fine. You say, well, I don't know how to be saved. You believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and you confess your sins unto the Lord. And you say, I, I've done some bad things. I need, I need to be forgiven. And he will save you. He will wash you. He will write your name down in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Today, this moment, <laughs> he will write your name in heaven. You give your heart to the Lord today, there'll be a party. You may not hear it, but there'll be a party in heaven like you can't even imagine. Because one more has come home. One more has been snatched out of the claws of the devil. One more has been delivered from the influence of the world and its ungodly ways. How about it, friend? While you contemplate that, let me just talk to the people of God today. You're here and you're a child of God. And you say, preacher, Jesus is my Savior. And because he's my Savior, I, I need to, Jehovah is my salvation. But I, I need, I need Jehovah Jireh today. There's some, there's some needs in my life. I, I've got some. I need some supernatural provision. I need God to send a ram up the other side of my mountain to meet me at my point of need. And so, in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come. Grab your mask. I'm going to invite you to come and call on Jehovah Jireh. If you're saved today and you're here and you are sick in body, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to come and I want you to focus on crying out to Jehovah Rapha who is your healer. Jesus is already your salvation. Jehovah is salvation. But today, you need Jesus to be your healer. If you're, if you're saved today, you're a child of God, you need the Lord to fight a battle for you because you just don't think you can handle the battle anymore. In just a moment, I want you to come. When you come, I want you to lift your hands and I want you to start crying out, Jehovah Nisi, my banner. I'm lifting up my rod like Moses. I'm lifting up my hands like Moses to you. You tell me if I stand for you, you'll fight for me, <laughs> my God. Just a moment, friend. If you're, you're just, your life is just upside down emotionally. Sleep is departing, and all you have is a racing mind, and you need peace. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to come and raise your hands and call out for Jehovah Shalom to just pour a bucket of warm water from, from, the, from the faucets of heaven and give you peace like you can't even imagine. Maybe you're here today, you say, I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I just want his presence. I just want Jehovah Shammah. I just want his presence. More of him. Stand with me all over this place. If you're comfortable, grab your mask. All over this place, you know, I'm just giving you specifics. 
I don't know if you need Jehovah Jireh. I don't know if you need Jehovah Shalom. I don't know if you need Jehovah Rapha. I don't know if you need Jehovah Shama. I don't know if you need Jehovah Nisi. But I have laid it out for you. The Spirit of God is drawing you. There is not just nostalgia in the name of Jesus, but it resonates with power. Oh, hallelujah. My God, I sense the Spirit of the Lord. Come on, saints of God. Now's not a time to sit back. Come on. Come on. All over this house. All over this house. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear keep you.